0: Welcome to episode 5! This is Rare Podcast, aka Ricky and Ashley's Rolling Entertainment. Today we are going to cross our topics and talk about video game themed games and TV shows in movies and board games. There is a decent selection of games that take a theme from a video game, or a game that you see characters play in a TV show. Well enough of the details, Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Welcome back. We're on episode five. Episode five. <laughs> <So> exciting. <laughs> Five whole episodes down and many more to come.
1: C- Fingers crossed. Fingers
0: crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're just gonna talk about topics. Just video game themed games, and whether that be like a straight, you know, video game to a board game, like This War of Mine, the board game, is also a well-known <laughs> video game by uh, called This War of Mine.
1: <laughs> whenever I was looking when I was looking at the list, like every other game seemed to be this the board game.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um and then there's some that just take a kind of video game themed style. Like I know there's um a box called the 8-bit box that has just kind of video game themed type games in it. Yeah. Um,
1: I know there's a game called like Pixel Tactics and so like all the artwork is like 8-bit and pixely looking.
0: Yeah. Um and then we're also going to talk about kind of movie and TV show themed games. So it might be a game that is played in a TV show or it's just themed around the TV show. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I tried a way to stay I tried to stay away from like reskins of games. Like yeah. It's a game that is in like six different like formats. It's just the same game. It just has a different theme. <laughs> so I tried to
1: Like Monopoly has <laughs> every theme, TV show, <laughs> video game that you could ever think of.
0: Yeah. Um, they all
1: play pretty much the same. Yeah,
0: they're all pretty much Monopoly. But, so it's just, you know, kind of a themed kind of thing. So you might hear of, you know, something you're a little bit more familiar with that is in a board game format. That's, that could be very fun to get into. So if you're kind of newer to board games and you're like, oh, I want something that's, you know, Star Wars. Trust me, there is a lot of star wars board games a lot so many <laughs> but so you know and and
1: lord of the rings oh yeah there's a lot of lord of the rings games out there a
0: lot of lord of the rings so and because we're talking about kind of two different topics i have the top three of each category from board game geek what are they? <laughs> Um, So, the top three uh, video game-themed games, according to Board Game Geek, are Mechs vs. Minions. Haven't heard of that one, like, at all. Um, Railways of the World. Nope. I don't honestly know how that is video game-themed, but... (laughs) If you know, let us know. (laughs) And then, This War of Mine, the board game. Nope. Which, I... Because I've played the video game, so I really do want to get the board game, because I've heard the board game does play kind of similarly. It's got the same... I've
1: never heard of it in my life. Oh.
0: it's. I mean, it's kind of depressing, because <laughs> it's called This War of Mine, because it's kind of like um, people living in like a war-torn kind of country, and they're kind of surviving on the streets. In a war zone, basically um mm. so the game is is pretty depressing and the game the board game, I believe is a co-op game and the game is brutal, <laughs> so I've heard <hybrid. laughs> fun <laughs> but um i I do want to play it, but that's the only one out of those three that I've heard of um, and then the top three. Movie and TV show themed games, according to Board Game Geek. Here we go. It's Star Wars Rebellion. Woo! (laughs) Star Wars Imperial Assault. Woo! (laughs) And Battlestar Galactica, the board game. (laughs) Woo!
1: (laughs) Space.
0: I feel like Battlestar Galactica, the board game, has maybe shown up on the top six before. I feel like maybe? Did am I, it am I, am I crazy? Maybe.
1: Uh you might be crazy.
0: I might be. No, it was uh it was a top six on deduction, I think. Was it though? I <laughs> don't I think it was. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> But that's Board Game Geek for you. You get a lot of crossover.
1: Yeah. Most of these games, you're going to get crossovers.
0: Yeah. And I know there's a couple of times where I have talked about a game that, you know, we did a previous, uh, you know, podcast on about just like, oh, we did deduction games. And there's, you know, there are deduction games that could fit into the video game or movie TV show theme, mm-hmm. or there. You know, there's just a lot of games that can have crossover. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: we're gonna try our best not to constantly talk about the same games. But it could happen. Yeah,
0: it could happen. Um, so do you want to talk about some of your games first, or should I start? You can start. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the first game I have to talk about is Disney Villainous. (gasps) Oh, yeah. That's a good game. Uh, it plays two to six players, plays about 50 minutes, published by Ravensburger and Wonderforge, and it's designed by Prospero Hall. Ooh. Um, so... Sounds
1: fancy.
0: That's a fancy name. Um... I a Disney Villainous, it's it's a gameplay I haven't seen before but I also have mm-hmm. not played like a ton of games is it I know you've played it Ricky have you seen this kind of game style before No cuz the way the game works is that each player plays one of the Disney villains um in the base pack you can play as Ursula, Jafar, Queen of Hearts, Captain Hook, Prince John, or Maleficent. Mm -hmm. And uh, each of those villains has their own deck of cards, and then they have a fate deck. And each villain's fate deck has, like, the heroes of that story. And then each villain also has their personal goal. So, Prince John is to get a certain amount of gold. He's, He's... one of the easier ones to play but one of the harder goals to get (laughs) Mm -hmm. because his is just get gold so everybody just constantly targets prince john so he doesn't get gold (laughs) right i think Um,
1: i don't think we played prince john or ursula but we've played the other four
0: um i've seen i haven't played all of them but i have seen all of them played Mm mm-hmm But I have played Prince John myself. He was one of the first ones I played. Um, And, like, if you're playing this for the first time, he's pretty easy if you're kind of new to it. But none of them are hard, per se. Like, the gameplay
1: is, like, different enough that, for me, it was a little hard to really understand what was going on at first Mm -hmm. until we actually, like, started playing it and kind of, like, walked through it.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a game where i feel like you benefit from having somebody who knows how to play it yeah um just because the rules can get a little bit fiddly so your villain piece because you get a it's a really cool like figure they give you it's all themed around the villain yeah like Um, it's
1: kind of like an abstract version of like the villain but You can always tell just by looking at it, like Mm -hmm. who that villain is supposed to be. Yeah.
0: Um, And then they kind of start ambiguously on their board. I don't think the rules very clearly state, like, how you start your figure, which can be a little bit confusing because the way the game works is that where your character is are the actions they can take, but Mm -hmm. you have to move your character every time turn so you can't just stay on the same space so the first turn it's kind of like where am i starting and it's like you're not technically starting anywhere right and so like some of that kind of stuff is not clearly stated in the rules um so that's something that you benefit from playing with somebody who's played it before yeah Um, and
1: some of them do have like locked spaces so you definitely can't start on that space mm
0: mm-hmm So, on your turn, you move your little character piece, and then you take the actions, whether that's drawing a card, or discarding cards, or defeating a hero at your space, or maybe it's at another space, Um, or you can play another player's fate deck. And so, what you do is you go through, you look at the top two cards of a different player's fate deck, and then you play one of those two cards. Um, so it can be a hero. So like if you're playing against somebody who's playing Captain Hook, they can pull out Peter Pan. And um, they can have Peter Pan out on your board. Or they can give somebody... If you, they already have a, a hero played on the board, they can like play like Pixie Dust. And that gives a boost to heroes on that board. Um... So the fate deck is a disadvantage to the other players. But then each each villain has their own individual goal. And whoever gets their goal first wins the game. So mm-hmm. that's why it's got that 50-minute time limit. Because it can get, you know, somebody could be really close to getting their goal. And then you could screw them over using the fate deck.
1: Yeah. The dreaded
0: fate deck. I know. <laughs> So, there are three expansions now. Um, I do believe they play standalone. Yes, two they, to three
1: players instead yes. of uh, two to six. Yeah.
0: Um, and then they do combine. Um, so, one of them has Pete Corella DeVille and Mother Gothel. And then another one has the Evil Queen, Hades, and Dr. Fassler. I think I said that mm-hmm. right. Um, and then the last one has Radigan, Scar, and Yzma. Yeah, Yay! Yeah. Um, and I also wanted... The, there is a kind of reskinned version of this game they just came out with called Marvel Villainous that is not at all compatible with Disney Villainous.
1: Oh, don't make them.
0: Yeah, and it does... And the reason it's not compatible is it does play differently because all the Marvel villains share the same fate deck. So it's kind of a little bit like Endgame, where all the villains kind of team up against like all of the Avengers a little bit, but you still have your individual goal that you're trying to succeed at. But otherwise it's mm. not compatible. <laughs> people have talked about. Yeah. People have talked about making it combati- compatible. Compatible um so you could probably go online and see if somebody found a good way of making them compatible it's kind of i would love to play like yzma and thanos (laughs) together you know
1: (laughs) that would definitely be an interesting conversation
0: (laughs) but alas but they they are both purple they are that's that's your uh theme there purple (laughs) villain Um, but that's Disney villainous. So there's a lot of villains you can choose from. They they were running kind of a poll to see what villains you wanted to see in the next uh, set, and I believe they are still coming out with them. So maybe if your favorite villain hasn't been released yet, maybe they'll be out in another set eventually. Mm-hmm. But that's Disney. I can't villainous. think of
1: any off the top of my head right now, though.
0: Oh, I want um. I forget what his name is i want to say it's it's the butler from the aristocrats oh yeah i thought he would be yeah i thought he would be kind of fun to play with i i really can't remember what his name is like i wanted to say alfred and i'm like no that's batman's butler (laughs) but i thought it'd be kind of funny to play as him
1: yeah there are some like more obscure ones i think they have most of the main ones covered edgar edgar yeah i knew it was like ed something yeah
0: you were on track edgar
1: um but like i was kind of surprised they put radigan in there because i feel like the great mouse detective is kind of one of those that like is really good but nobody really talks about or remembers as a thing yeah
0: i was i was also surprised that they tossed radigan in there but he must be like kind of like a cult fan favorite because he was obviously one of the higher voted ones that he was in one of the first three expansions
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so um
1: i mean that's part of the reason why i got that one it's like radigan scarred yisma i Hell know yeah.
0: i was so excited when they announced that pack although i was also excited for the one with hades um yeah that was the first like one mm-hmm.
1: out i they all have names too i know the one with like radigan and scar is like evil comes prepared Mm -hmm. and then um and then i think the one with corella Deville, mother gothel and pete pete is like wickedly wretched or something like that
0: yeah they all are kind of a little bit themed i think yeah because like radigan scar and yzma technically are all kind of animal based I guess technically Pete would be too, but...
1: I was kind of thinking of more of, like, the types of villains they are. Mm. Because, like, Yzma, Radigan, and Scar all have, like, a specific plan in mind. So evil comes prepared. Like, it's like they're pre-planned.
0: Oh, yeah. Where,
1: like, the wickedly wretched, it's Corella DeVille, Pete, and Mother Gothel. Like, they're a little bit more, like... Just like mean, yeah, kind they're of like villains, amb-
0: ambiguously bad.
1: And then like Hades and the evil queen and the doctor guy, whatever his mm-hmm. name Dr. is, Doctor Fassler. Like I feel like the name of that kind of like fits them, like they're they're just up to no good kind of stuff.
0: So yeah, I guess I guess years makes more sense. But yeah, no, I they are. Know. That's they just are, how I saw it. Yeah, they are. They do all fit well together. And I don't know if that was purposeful or accidental because, like I said, they were taking, you know, votes. Or if they just picked one of the highest voted ones and then smushed another two in there. I don't really know how they decided it, honestly. But Yeah. well, if and- they
1: thought it out? Kudos to them. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Disney Villainous. Yeah.
1: Alright, um, I'll talk about Bloodborne, the card game. Ooh. So, if anybody's familiar with Bloodborne for the PS4, I think it's a PS4 exclusive.
0: Yeah, I um, it's, don't...
1: It's in the realm of Dark Souls, but <sighs> just, like, a different theme. Okay. So Dark Souls is more of, like, a medieval theme, mm-hmm. where... Bloodborne, I would say, is more of like a like eighteen hundreds kind of theme. Okay,
0: all right. Like more
1: Victorian feeling, not necessarily Victorian era, but like more around that time period. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think I think I can kind of see it a little bit. Like I don't know anything. I know about Dark Souls, a smidge, but I know nothing mm-hmm. about. Was it it's, Bloodborne? It's
1: just. It's pretty hard. It's one of those where, like, if you die, you start over kind of
0: thing. Gross.
1: But (laughs) there are kind of save points, kind of, Mm -hmm. the farther in you go. And it's one of those where, like, starting off, you know nothing about the world, but the more you play and the farther you get, you discover, like, little pieces of information about what's actually going on. Mm. So it's pretty cool. I like the theme for both of them, but there's just something about Bloodborne that kind of, like, attracts me to it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the card game, if you're familiar with the video game at all, there's, like, the regular, like, gameplay, and there's the Chalice Dungeon gameplay.
0: hmm
1: And so this card game is based a little bit more off of, like, the Chalice Dungeons. So hard. And... <laughs> It's yeah uh, <laughs> But everything's hard. So so with the card game, you're kind of fighting together, but like against each other. Uh-huh. So you have like monster decks and boss decks and final boss decks and you kind of like shuffle them and you pick stuff and then you make like a deck out of it. mm-hmm. And then like that's the dungeon you're up against. And then, like, each player starts out with... Everybody starts out with the same, like, hand of cards. And you kind of, like, play them simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, or you take turns playing them. But you can play, like, a weapon card, which will, like, put you into, like, fighting the monster. Mm-hmm. Or you can play the Hunter's Dream, which allows you to kind of, like, save blood echoes mhm which is like kind of like this the points you get for killing the monsters mm-hmm. and if you go into the hunter's dream it allows you to like upgrade your cards if you want to and to like save your blood echoes so if you die you're not like losing all of your blood echoes because the blood echoes are kind of like your victory points at the end ah and uh the the monsters there's different types of monsters There's Ken, uh, humanoids, and beasts. And depending on, like, what you kill, you'll get, like, uh, bonus points for killing that type. They're called trophies. And Mm -hmm. then, like, the trophies give you extra points at the end of the game. Hmm. Uh, Basically, you just go through and you fight. And as long as you, like, take... Or as long as you give damage... You'll get points, but if you don't damage anything, then you don't get, like, any trophies at the end if it's killed. If you don't kill a monster, it, like, escapes, so nobody gets any points for that. So that's where you're kind of, like, working together. Like, you want to kill the monster, so you get those trophies, Mm -hmm. but you definitely want to do more damage than somebody else. Gotcha. Basically, you just play through the deck until you get to the final boss and then once you beat Mm -hmm. the final boss the game's over so you count up all your points and Mm -hmm. whoever has the most wins
0: so do you kind of set up your own dungeon and i'm guessing it'll like oh if this is your first time playing put these cards in the dungeon sort of thing
1: um i don't remember if it did say that I think it just tells you to, like, you You can pick the final boss if you want to. Instead of, like, pulling it at random, like, you can kind of, like, decide a little bit how the, like, dungeon's gonna go.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But other than that, it's okay. kind of random what <laughs> you put in there.
0: Okay. But yeah, it's not anything that... Any type of game, I think I'm familiar with. I mean, maybe if I sat down and played it, I'd be like, "Oh, okay," but yeah. I I don't know and... the series at all, so I'm very mystified. Oh yeah, by the whole and thing. it's
1: three to five players, <laughs> you thirty to forty five minutes. <laughs> Publisher is Seamon and Asmode, and the designer is Eric M. Lang. Nice. So. Another thing to say about it, and I won't go too much into detail because I don't really know anything about it, but they do actually have Bloodborne the board game
0: that's coming out. I think I have heard of that, but it's because it, it is yeah. coming out, I think is all I've heard so about it.
1: I will be talking about Dark Souls the board game, and I think they're going to be playing kind of similar, but like the mm. theme will be different. Yeah. And maybe I'll talk about Bloodborne the board game, like once we get it and play it. Yeah. Because I think we, we got it on Kickstarter, so it hasn't come yet. So maybe you'll hear more about it in the future.
0: Ooh, future game. Ooh. All right. Well, I am going to talk about a very video game-themed game. It's uh, Fallout. Ooh. It's not Fallout the board game. It is just Fallout. But it is basically Fallout the board game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one is one to four players and it plays for a long time, 120 minutes to 180 minutes. Dang. It, yeah. Uh, it's published by Fantasy Flight Games and it's designed by Andrew Fisher and Nathan I. Hajek, hey I think is how you say it. Close enough. But I don't know if that 120 to 180 minutes does count the setup. Because it does have a decent amount of setup. (laughs) Because the way the game works is that the game does come with scenarios. And the scenarios are generally kind of from Fallout 4. If you are familiar with Fallout, it's a post-apocalyptic game. nuclear fallout hence fallout um, and everything is kind of if the nuclear holocaust happened in like the 50s of the future <laughs> if you don't know anything about fallout <laughs> okay Um, but it's like if we got stuck in the 50s but then it was like 2050 <laughs> okay um, but the the way the 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 first scenario it suggests you start out with is the um, institute versus the railroad, and the institute has the synths, and the synths are infiltrating normal people. They look like normal people, they act like normal people, but they're actually androids. So okay. very spooky very scary um so if, when you pick the scenario like the institute versus the railroad then you set up the board following the scenario so it'll be like you need these three locations out in this format and they have like um hexagonal tiles okay. and you lay the tiles down in this map format and you'll lay most of them face down except for like the the few key locations Um, And as you explore, you flip the tiles over. You have um, monsters on the board. So you have, like, mutated bugs. You have robots. You have um, random wastelander raiders and that sort of thing. And then you also have a personal objective that you're trying to get victory points from. And if you're playing single player... You obviously don't have to keep it secret, but when you're playing with, you know, more players, you do have to keep your personal objective secret. You can get more objectives. Your goal is to get a certain amount of points, and you want to get those points before the two, like, NPC factions get points. So if you're playing, like, the Institute versus the Railroad, they're both getting points, too, at the same time. Okay. So it's kind of you know, player versus player against the game as well. But okay. a lot of people were trying to make a kind of competitive more game and then I believe they had an expansion that did make a competitive scenario. So they do have an expansion out, but the game is if you if you're familiar with Fallout uh, I do, I do like the game. It has a very good Fallout theme. You have a nice. It's it's a fantasy flight game. They have pretty good components for their games. Um, so you get good uh, mini figures. Jason's painting them for me right now. And then you also have the special board, and you're trying to fill that up and level up, and you get stuff for leveling up. Um, and it's kind of made like a Pip Boy. <laughs> If you're familiar with the Pip-Boys and Fallout. But if you like Fallout. I recommend it.
1: I've never played Fallout. Yeah. Shame Just, on me.
0: Shame on you. Well I've never played Bloodborne. So <laughs> shame on That's me. That's alright.
1: <laughs> I haven't played that much of it. But I've watched like Mike play through most of it. Uh, so... okay.
0: Yeah if you like RPGs. Fallout's a pretty, pretty good one, but it is post-apocalyptic future. (laughs) So, yeah, that's Fallout. Fallout.
1: All right. What you got? I guess I'll just go ahead and talk about Dark Souls the board game.
0: Yeah, you talk about Dark Souls the board game.
1: It's 1 to 4 players and runs 90 to 120 minutes. Oh. It's published by Steamforged Games and the designers are David Carl, Alex Hall, Matt Hart, and Richard Loxum.
0: Oh, a lot of designers on that one. Yes, but...
1: So, Dark Souls and Bloodborne are made by the same people, but the people who who made her made Bloodborne the board game is different than the people who made Dark Souls the board game. So that's why I'm kind of interested to see how Bloodborne plays since they are made by different people.
0: Oh. Yeah. So huh. um So Dark Souls the
1: board game is a tile board game. So you'll have tiles that will be, like, your board, so the board can change depending on how you decide to set up the game. hmm Um, so you always have your campfire spot, which, if you're familiar with Dark Souls, the video game, you'll know all about that. <laughs> it's kind of, like, your starting slash, like, respawn slash save spot. Okay. So that's how you use it in the board game is just, it's kind of like a save slash like if you die, that's where you come back at. Okay. And it's another one of those games like if you die, you restart <laughs> kind of games. <laughs> um, so depending on the number of players, uh, depends on how many like sparks you start out with. And so the more sparks you have, the more chances you can to, like, come back before the game's over. And you're just, like, done? Done? hmm <laughs> And then um, you have, so you have the bonfire tile, and then you have, like, other tiles that you can, like, lay down however you feel like laying them down. And you'll have five tiles once you have everything down. And each tile has, like, little nodes on them, which is, like, where your characters can move to. And then there's encounter cards, so there's level 1, level 2, and level 3. And, like, the higher the number, the harder the cards are. Mm -hmm. So the tiles closest to the bonfire is where you'll put your level 1. Like then, like, the next row out will be level 2, and the farthest one away is level 3. Mm-hmm. So like the farther you get from the bonfire, the harder it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the start of the game, you'll pick out a boss, and the boss will kind of like use. He's got like a a card and a health dial and behavior cards and all that. Like the gameplay is kind of intricate,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like there's a lot to it because the game, like the video game, is kind of intricate yeah so like they they kind of kept a lot of those elements Mm -hmm. in the board game does it translate super well i would say it's not bad Mm -hmm. um some of the rules are kind of ambiguous i would say yeah like, I, th- I feel like there was a couple times where we had to, like, pause the game and, like, look up in, like, a forum. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, basically, you're just kind of going through and trying to defeat enemies to get, um, like, tokens and stuff. And mm-hmm. you can use those, like, tokens to upgrade your stuff Mm -hmm. and you have like armor slots and you have hand slots and you can like put so many like cards in those and then you can upgrade like your armor and your weapons Mm -hmm. to be stronger and better and then you can upgrade your stats but they all come at a cost so the Mm -hmm. more things you kill the more you can upgrade stuff that makes sense But it's it's cooperative and it's collective. So, like, say you have, you ended up getting five tokens. You have to like figure out how to split that up between all the people who are playing.
0: Okay, so if there was like three people playing and you got five tokens, you would have to determine how five tokens get split up against three people.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So everything's like shared, but players like take turns going. And then, what is kind of cool though is the behavior decks for the bosses. Mm-hmm. So the behavior te- decks tell you like how they move and where like their attack, like, like uh, it's split into like four sections. So it's like their front, their back, their mm-hmm. left, and the right, and it will kind of tell you like where their attack is on which side. Mm-hmm. And like where like a safe zone might be, and you never shuffle the behavior deck until you get to past like a certain point. So it it's kind of like a a, a pattern like in a video game where oh. you, you know like oh this they're gonna attack like this so I need to do this yeah. But once they get you know like in the video game like after that like, like halfway point their pattern changes and that's kind of like what happens in the board game too like after a certain point
0: mm-hmm. their
1: their pattern their behavior deck gets shuffled and then you kind of have to like relearn the pattern yeah. so i thought that was pretty cool
0: yeah that that does seem pretty cool cuz i know like in fallout when you're going against enemies there's only like a small stack of the different types so and you just when you defeat one, it gets shuffled back into the stack of like five robots. So if you defeat a robot, it goes back into the stack of like five. So you might wind yeah. up fighting the same one over and over again,
1: sort of thing. Yeah.
0: So it's it's a little bit video like the little things like that that makes it just a little bit more video gamey. Yeah, it's kind of then, fun like, how they you, do that. There's
1: two different like stat thingies, and mm-hmm. if they ever like meet, that's when you die.
0: Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. like,
1: if, if everybody dies, like, the board game resets, kind of like the video game. Like, if you die, everything resets. You know exactly where everything's at, oh, but you yeah. have to still go fight That's them right. again. <laughs> again. Yeah. That's where I think, like, it's cool, but I just wish some of the rules were a little bit more clear. Because, mm-hmm. like, video games, there's so much information that you don't really mm-hmm. think about that goes into it. Uh-huh. And then when you try to translate it into a board game, you're just kind of like does it fully translate yeah i think this does a good job mm-hmm. but there's some things that feel like it's missing
0: yeah cuz it's kind of like that for fallout too like it definitely has like a really good feel for it but it is kind of missing a little bit cuz you go through scenarios and you mm-hmm. make choices but it's just kind of missing A little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls, the board game. Nice. I I like that we both picked video game board games that neither of us have played the video games
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've played a little bit of it, but I've never like, well, I've never played Fallout, but like Dark Souls, I've played a little bit. Like, I've never played through the whole game.
0: Yeah, I've seen gameplay of it, but I've never played it. But yeah. I know a little bit what it's about. Yeah,
1: same with Fallout. Like, I kind of know about it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm more Skyrim.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Skyrim for life! <laughs> uh, so, the next game that I'm going to talk about is, in fact, a Monopoly game. But I am oh, talking about sad. it because I felt like they did change it enough um, because it is Monopoly Gamer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Monopoly Gamer is, um, well, it's a two to four player game, 45 minutes to 60 minutes, which I think is a shorter time frame than a regular Monopoly game. So it has that going for it. Yeah. Um It's published by Hasbro and designed by Austin Rucker. Monopoly Gamer is a kind of Mario-themed Monopoly. Kind of. And it is a Monopoly game because you're going around a board and you are buying properties. Um, But I actually really like this version because each of the characters you play, you get special abilities. So if you're playing with Boo, I think it's been a hot minute since I've played it, but I think Boo can steal coins from another player if they roll a certain number on the dice. Hmm. Um, Makes sense. And there isn't any, like, cash. There's only coins. And so that's why it runs a little bit quicker is because you only have... The coins and the properties are like, I think, one to three coin cost sort of thing. Okay. But, so it it does run a lot quicker. Um, You get your characters that do their own special abilities. And then what was cool about this is that you can buy more characters to play as. Okay. You could buy Toad, and Toad has a special character card or you could buy luigi and luigi has a special character card so it was kind of fun that they did that so you got your base game that had your like mario peach um donkey kong and they all have their special abilities but then you can get like boo or luigi or wario and you can play as them too that's cool but that's why i was talking about it because if you kind of like Monopoly but you don't like how long it drags. Monopoly Gamer because it is the Mario themed it brings in it's it's a lot quicker it's I find it way more enjoyable for a Monopoly game and it's it's Mario themed you can't go wrong with Mario.
1: Yeah Mario's pretty solid.
0: Yeah so and I mean they did like the cute little like themes for all the you know, board spaces and stuff, but, um, and I think it's a little bit smaller of a board too, which helps.
1: Yeah. Like, so my memory of Monopoly is <laughs> us, me and my siblings playing for so long that after a certain point, because I was younger, my siblings yeah. would just be like, well, you win all of our money. Yeah. Good job, you win. Okay, bye. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: it wasn't super fun because yeah. we never
1: actually like played till the end,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't recall too many completed games of monopoly <laughs> um but i I like this one a lot because it does kind of change the monopoly of it so that it is it is quicker and i I found it way more enjoyable, and it didn't feel like somebody was it's a little bit like mario party where eventually you do hate somebody because they are like rolling really well sort of thing yeah. um but it's just kind of got that a little bit of that feeling where it's it's you know kind of a it's not really a party game but it does make it a little bit of a party <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it
1: makes it a little bit more lighthearted. yeah maybe
0: yeah, I think that was the word I was looking for. It's definitely light, lighthearted for Monopoly. And I do know, I think there is a Sonic version of Monopoly Gamer that I okay. heard runs kind of similarly, where they have like the rings instead of the coins. Um, That's cute. So if you're more into Sonic than Mario, I can't say it does run the same, but I'm assuming it does. Hmm. But well, that's Monopoly Gamer. Monopoly Gamer! So I was naughty and talked about Monopoly, but it's different. Tisk, tisk.
1: <laughs> Alright, so my next game actually isn't a video game, but it ah. is video game themed. <laughs> and it's called Boss Monster. The Dungeon Building Card Game. Boss Monster! Two to four players. 30 minutes. It's published by Brotherwise Games. And the designers are Donnie O'Neill. And then it says Chris O'Neill and Christopher O'Neill. I don't know, like, if that was just, like, an accidental repeat. Or if they're actually, like, Chris and Christopher. (laughs) I mean, Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Johnny and the Two Chrises.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a terrible band name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. so Boss Monster. It's kind of like Villainous where you're actually playing the bad guy Mm -hmm. trying to kill the heroes. Mm -hmm. So you pick a boss monster and then depending on how many... Like, people are playing, you might have to take, like, some cards out of the decks
0: mm-hmm.
1: before, like, shuffling everything up because there's, like, ones that have, like, four-player icons and three-player icons on them. So if you're playing, like, less than, like, four or three people, mm-hmm. gotta take those out Mm-hmm. you don't need them. Mm-mm. But you always make sure that you have your happy heroes in there. Need those heroes. Um, so you start off the game with five room cards and two spell cards at random. And then you choose one of your regular room cards and you place it down next to your boss. Mm-hmm. And basically, as you're playing, you're like building simultaneously as like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, you reveal your rooms at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there will be heroes in the middle that are in town. And as you build your dungeon, like, certain treasure token or icons will be on the cards. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you have more, like, mage tokens than somebody else, then the mage hero in the middle will go through your dungeon because he wants your treasure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And basically what you're trying to do is set up your dungeon so that it will, as the hero goes through it, it'll kill him because you don't <laughs> want him getting to you. No. And if you kill a hero successfully, you put him under your card and there'll be like a little coin and that should, that's like his soul. Like you're collecting souls. And the first person to get 10 souls wins... Or if a person gets five wounds, which you get a wound if the hero makes it all the way through your dungeon.
0: Yeah. And then if
1: you get five wounds, you get knocked out of the game or you lose. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty yeah. cute. Yeah, it and is. And the artwork it's... is all like pixely 8-bit yeah. kind of style so that's why it fits in with mm-hmm. the video game theme
0: yeah it's kind of like you're playing in like the early mario games you're playing donkey kong <laughs> you're trying yeah. to throw the barrels down and hit mario sort of thing i liked i liked boss monster toss on like a pixel song playlist in the background and
1: yeah and it like it's cool because like the the box for the game looks like like the old Nintendo boxes mm-hmm. like the game boxes yeah and then the expansions and there are like I think two expansions maybe they mm-hmm. look like Game Boy Advance boxes so I thought that was kind of a cool neat touch on like the look of it Mm-hmm. make it look like an old school video game yeah and then they did come out with a nice big matte that you can play that on um, that like has all like the slots to where you put all your cards at, so it yeah. helps you be a little bit more organized. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I like I like that game a lot because it was, I felt like the the video game influence was pretty heavy in it, and I mean it was a, like a little bit dungeon crawly kind of too. Mm-hmm um mm-hmm. but it was it was a nice fun play cuz you're like you're building a dungeon you're getting heroes to come into your dungeon and it was it was definitely fun playing as the the boss monster
1: yeah and i think like you can only have like 5 cards in your dungeon but there are like advanced dungeon cards and like trap cards that you can like play on top of things and they'll like uh get triggered by certain things Mm-hmm. So, like, you can, even though you might have, like, your five cards out, you could, like, upgrade them in a way. Mm-hmm. Make them, like, even deadlier. Yeah. So, I think it's pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that that one. It's a yeah. good, um, if you want a feel for a video game, but you don't want, because, you know, the ones that we talked about that were video games are pretty heavy games a little bit
1: yeah
0: i mean monopoly is a little bit lighter but boss monster i feel is a nice kind of middle ground more a little bit yeah
1: like it's a little it's a little bit more complicated than mm-hmm. like a lighter game but mm-hmm. it's not like so heavy where you just like feel like you're there for a really long time just playing this game like yeah it only has a 30 minute runtime so it's it's a relatively short
0: game Yeah.
1: So. Boss Monsters! Boss
0: Monsters! I'm shifting gears away from video games. So sorry. But I'm gonna talk about a very loved IP Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. It's two to four players, about 30 to 60 minutes. It's published by the OP. And it's. Designed by Forrest pruzen Creative and Cammy Mandel Andrew. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is a deck building game, but it is cooperative. So yes. the the way the way it works is you are playing as either Harry, Hermione, Ron, or Neville. Each one of them has their own little deck of cards. And you start off with going through their first year of Hogwarts. So your villain is Quirrell. Quirrell! So the way the the game works is you have your normal kind of setup for buying cards, which will be for spells, for potions, for allies, for items. Um... And then you have a set of locations, so like the first year you're going to Diagon Alley, um, the Mirror of Arised, um, that sort of thing. And then you have your villains. Um, so on top of having the big baddie of Quirrell, you also have Draco, and then you have Crab and Goyle. Um, and when you first Screw starting, those out... guys. I know, right? Um, When you first start out your first year, you're only fighting one villain at a time. And once all your villains are defeated, that's when the game ends. And so each year, as you go on, you add more cards for each year. So um, when you beat year one, you can move on to year two. You'll open up that little box of year two cards, and it'll have more cards that you can play. Um, So you'll add different locations for year two but you'll add more villains you'll add a couple more cards to the cards you can purchase um and then there's a deck of cards that's called the dark arts card which is just bad stuff happening every round it's really mm. annoying <laughs> and it it is really cool because you can play each year um The downside of it is, is as you open up the year boxes, you're fighting against everybody from the past years, at least the way I was reading it. So we were on year three, and so not only were we fighting uh, the Dementors, we were also fighting Quirrell and the Basilisk. (laughs) Hmm,
1: I don't know. I don't... It's been a while since we played it. I don't yeah. know if we did that or not.
0: That's that's the way we did it, because that was the way I was reading the rules, was that you played all of the villains together. It didn't say, take out, like, the big bad villain.
1: Okay. I might have to, like, relook through that, because, like yeah. I said, it's been a while. Yeah. I know... It's been a while since I played it. Mm-hmm. Mike played it more recently than I did. And mm-hmm. he said he, the the this last time, he just wasn't a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i interested to try it again and see, like, how it was. Because I, I do remember when we played it, it mm-hmm. wasn't, I didn't feel like it was that bad. But I don't, also don't remember how far into the game we got. Mm-hmm.
0: Because um, me and me and Jason, we did year three recently and um, I died a lot, and it was partially because I was making really dumb choices. And when you die, you just, you don't die, you get stunned and you lose half of your hand. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like necessarily a huge detriment. It is very, very annoying though. But we were on the last location and we still had like three villains so we were definitely pushing it but we also hadn't played it in a very long time so we were kind of relearning it a little bit too yeah Um, and in year three you get different character cards because they get like more abilities as you go through the years too
1: yeah yeah that's one i might have to revisit yeah see how i feel about it
0: I mean, overall, I I did enjoy it a lot. I will say this is the one thing that annoys me about Harry Potter games because they do this in, like, every Harry Potter game ever. They just use movie art. Right. And it just irritates me. I mean, I guess, like, I know those actors played these characters for, like, 10 years. But can we get some, like... You know character original drawn art. like original art like is that too much to ask
1: <laughs> like so i see a lot of harry potter fan art on like deviant art and instagram mm-hmm. yeah and the the look that people give them are usually pretty based off of the movies but mm-hmm. they're like still they're like their own spin and yeah. it's good like you could mm-hmm. picture the characters looking like that yeah it's just like just do it yeah get- <laughs> stray away from the movies a yeah. little get an artist make it your own
0: make it your own uh but otherwise the i i in- enjoyed the gameplay but if you're like really into the lore of harry potter i will say it kind of misses the mark a little bit there where like At least the way we played it the third year, we went against the Dementors and the Basilisk and Quirrell, which we might have done it wrong, but I don't think so. Um, But then in the starting hand for Ron and Hermione and Harry, they're starting off with stuff that they don't start off with in the books. Like, year one, Harry does not have a Firebolt, but in his hand, he has a Firebolt. And... Hermione doesn't get crookshanks until year three. Year one, she has crookshanks in her deck. So there's a little bit it, it just it it's so they evened it out among everybody, I guess. And they didn't want to add cards later on, so they're just like, Yeah, they're just gonna start out with those. <laughs> so if you're like super into the lore, they don't really follow it too much in the game. <laughs> But there are also two expansions, Um, one introduces Luna as a playable character, and then the other introduces Jenny as a playable character, and each one also adds um, different villains and items and stuff like that to vary your playthrough. But that's Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. I, I recommend it a lot.
1: Hammy is very thirsty.
0: (laughs) I I am too, so it's okay.
1: (laughs) Drink up, Hammy. Oh, are you done now? Okay. (laughs) All right, so my next game uh I'm going to talk about Rick and Morty, Total Rick Call, the card game. Ooh. So it's two to five players, runs mm-hmm. 30 minutes. It's published by Cryptozoic Entertainment and mm-hmm. designed by Matt Hire. Hira, Hira. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. It's what I'm going with. Stick it to it. You s- stick with it. There's two ways you can play this. Uh, you can play either fully cooperative or you can play it as like a hidden roles kind of thing. So if you're familiar at all with the Rick and Morty episode, uh, basically uh, parasites are taking over and are implanting memories, happy memories, to make people think that they are real. And it is up to Rick and Morty and jerry and beth and summer to try to like take out the parasites because they're they're bad (laughs) and as the episode goes on there's just like more and more characters that are showing up so Mm -hmm. it definitely becomes a problem so in the game um you have a hand of cards And basically, you're trying to figure out which characters are real and which characters are the parasites, and you're trying to get rid of all the parasites. But if you accidentally kill too many real characters, you lose the game.
0: Oh, no. So you can't just go around indiscriminately killing everything.
1: Right. (laughs) It even says, be careful not to shoot real characters. Looking at you, Beth. (laughs) So, there's cards that have, like, the characters on them, and then there's, mm-hmm. like, the hidden role of which whether it's real or a parasite, which mm-hmm. is underneath the cards, and you have uh, character cards that's twice the number of the players, mm-hmm. and you have them in rows of three, mm-hmm. so as you add new people, you might have to, like, start a new row, and then, like, you'll have cards that, like... Um, you can shoot a blue character or you can shoot mm-hmm. a red character or a green character, or they might uh, let you look at a character's like hidden, like role mm-hmm. or um, let you like switch roles. But if you're playing it like the standard mode or the easy mode, mm-hmm. um, everybody's real and you're just trying to get rid of the parasites.
0: Okay. If you
1: play the advanced mode, it's three to five players and everybody like the players get a hidden role so you may be real or you may be a parasite Mm -hmm. and if you're a parasite you're trying to like get the players to kill the real characters or to like not get rid of all the parasite characters yeah and you kind of want like at least one parasite to survive okay so it it turns it it gets pretty interesting like the standard's fun but adding in that hidden role element kind of takes it up a level and mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more interesting.
0: Yeah. But so they recommend that do. after
1: you've played it a little bit and get yeah. used to like the roles, yeah, or the rules and everything.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: But it's pretty cool, and it's that- funny. Like some of the some of the characters have like some flavor text on them. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's definitely. Got that Rick and Morty feel to it, yeah, which is fun.
0: Cause I know there's a few so. different Rick and Morty games out there. Yeah. Like I know there's a couple of. There's like... another
1: one that's called like the Anatomy Theme Park or something. Yeah, that one's not as fun. Like no? this one's actually like fun. <laughs>
0: okay. I would recommend this one.
1: I probably wouldn't recommend like the Anatomy one. Okay. Uh, the Mister Me seeks is interesting it's kind of like a truth or dare kind of game oh and then I've never played like the pickle Rick game so I don't know how that is yeah how
0: that one goes yeah
1: I would recommend the total Rick all game
0: yeah that that seems like a a a little bit of a different spin on like get rid of all the other cards sort of thing Mm mm-hmm but like... it
1: does, it's it. It's very much like the a- actual episode, which I yeah. thought was kind of cool. So. Yeah,
0: was, That episode, I think, does translate very well into kind of a bluffing sort of game. So it is fun that they decided yeah. to actually do that with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I've seen a little so... bit of Rick and Morty. It's been a hot minute, but yeah. I've seen some of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're familiar with the show and you like it and you really like that episode Mm -hmm. definitely recommend the game like it does translate well into a game
0: nice i have actually i've been curious about those rick and morty games so it's it's good to hear somebody who's played them and can pretty highly recommend at least one of them (laughs) (laughs) just one just the one (laughs) <laughs> mr
1: me is okay yeah. We've, i've only played it the one time so yeah
0: it sounds like a that one sounds like a party game if it's like a truth or dare kind of game
1: yeah and the person one of the people we were playing with was like well i'll draw the card but i don't feel like doing it so oh. i kind of took the fun out of it yeah
0: so. i can yeah i get that
1: now dawson's thirsty <laughs> <laughs> Drink up, little buddy. <laughs>
0: They're both loud drinkers today. Yeah. Goodness.
1: All right, I think he's done.
0: Okay, go for it. Oh wait, no, it's me. <laughs>
1: it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's me
0: going for it. Um so this this game it is kind of a reskin, but it fits really well with the game itself. Um, so it's called Exceed Street Fighter. So Exceed is kind of the style of the game, and in this series, because they have like multiple kind of series, so they started off. Um, This game with kind of their own characters and their own abilities. But I've only played the Street Fighter themed one. And it fits really well with the theme of it. Because the way the game works, it is a two player game. And it plays about 15 to 25 minutes. And it's published by Level 99 Games. And it's designed by D. Brad Talton Jr. Hmm. Um, but it's, so it's a two-player game. It's Street Fighter. You are, it's a 1v1. You're each fighting as a Street Fighter character. Um, so you can play as Ryu and your opponent can play as Akuma. And the way the game works is that you're playing cards from your hand that kind of moves your character. Um, they're not really on a board, but they're, like, on the table, and the way that they move is very kind of reminiscent of Street Fighter, which is why I really like this, this, you know, this version of this game with a Street Fighter, um, because you can move, like, your character one step back, and then you can do, like, a punch attack, or you can do, like, a combo attack, and it just has that really good Street Fighter kind of feel to it. And it is only, you know, a one versus one, which is still very reminiscent of, like, Street Fighter. So if if you're really into Street Fighter, I do recommend checking this out. Um, I've only played, like, a very little bit of it, but it was pretty fun. It was really enjoyable and just it had a really nice video game kind of feel to it like arcade style feel to it um and if you're into that sort of gameplay they did just release a new series if you're into blaze blue which i don't know anything about blaze blue but i know no, if so you're not into street fighter maybe you're into blaze blue i really recommend checking them out because the gameplay is seriously a lot of fun. And you can play as a lot of Street Fighter characters, too. I know for sure. You can play in the Ryu box, because you get, like, a box. In the Ryu box, you get Ryu, Sagat, Akuma, and Zangief. And if you've watched Drek It Ralph, you know Zangief's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really fun. Check it out. Exceed Street Fighter.
1: Yeah. Alright. My last game. Going classic. Ooh. It's Tetris, the card game. (laughs) It's one to four players, and probably one of the faster games we've ever talked about. It's five to ten minutes.
0: Oh yeah, that's a that's a quick little game.
1: Publisher is Fundex, and I could not find a designer for it. Ooh. Basically, you take ten cards and you put them in front of you, face mm-hmm. down, and your goal is to flip all of your ten cards face up. The first person to do it wins the game. So everybody uh, starts off with, you can only hold two cards at a time in your hand, and there's either, I think they're called
0: Tetraminos? Yeah, Tetraminos. I love Tetris. So, so
1: either the card will have a Tetrimino on it or it will have like a special action on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, in the middle of the table will be like a Tetris screen. Mm-hmm. But like a piece will be missing out of it. Mm-hmm. And your goal is to try to like be able to play a card that can fill in like that, those missing spots. Mm-hmm. And if you can complete a row... Then you get to flip over a card, yeah. a one of your ten cards. Yeah. So like the the more rows you can complete on that card, the more cards you get to flip up. Mm-hmm. And so you you like once you play a card and you can complete that card, then that card goes away, and you flip over the next card, and you just keep going until you know the first mm-hmm. person gets all their ten cards. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Simple and quick. It's a good yeah. like time filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just like need a quick game, mm-hmm. or you're maybe like a clear clean the palette kind of thing, you just kind oh, of yeah. play a heavier game. You want to do something really light and fast, mm-hmm. or if you want to play something like while you're waiting on food,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can probably get a couple games in before yeah. your food comes. Yeah, so, that one yeah,
0: seems pretty I- easy. Cause I really like Tetris, and so that is an old school kind of game. And I do believe there is, like, in a board game version of it where you are like there are actual kind of pieces, and you're trying to like fill in your board, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of an older game, but I don't know anything about it really besides it exists. <laughs> yeah. But yours, yours sounds like a little bit. More recent, maybe? Unless you yeah, managed to pick it up at, like, a garage sale. <laughs>
1: I actually don't remember where we got it from. I think yeah. Mike kind of came home with it one day and was like, hey, I got this Tetris card game. I was like, <laughs> okay.
0: But you'll have to show that to me sometime, because that seems like a fun one to play.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just one honorable mention I want to throw out there real quick is... The Thing infestation at Outpost Thirty One. So if you're like yeah. super into like The Thing, they do have a board game for it. Uh, yeah. four to eight players, sixty to one hundred and twenty minutes. Uh-huh. Published by Mondo Games and uh-huh. Project Raygun.
0: Uh huh.
1: So if you really like horror games or The Thing, go yeah. check it out.
0: Yeah, Jason just showed me The Thing, uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm thoroughly interested. Next time we hang out, we need to break that one yeah. out. I wanna so want to try that one. We own it, but I've <laughs> never played it. It's one I I really want to. I think I saw it on your shelf. I was like, Oh, what's that? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's one of Mike's games, and he like yeah. super wanted it because it was the thing, mm-hmm. and we just never got around to playing it for some reason so maybe
0: we'll have to try that out soon oh yeah we'll have to try it out um before we do start wrapping things up um I want to mention that you can follow us on some social media social media you can find us on facebook Uh, we're at uncontrollably fine and it is uncontrollably fine (laughs) L y at the end of uncontrollably, and then we're also on Twitter at unctrlfine, so it's uncontrol fine. Hit us up on there. Let us know what kind of things you guys want to hear about. What kind of games you want to know more about?
1: We want to hear from you.
0: And now to wrap it up, Ricky. Yes. What did you learn today?
1: I learned that um liquid um masking fluid can be used on miniatures.
0: Wait, what?
1: <laughs> so there's like masking fluid that you can like put down for like watercolors? Uh-huh. To like keep your like lines clean or if you want something to stay white keep it white oh. by putting the masking fluid on it, and you could actually, it says, uh, that you can use it on, like, airbrush artworks, and I actually tested it on, like, the plastic on a mini, and uh-huh. it came off super well, wow. so,
0: well, I you learned might be able to, like, use today. that on miniatures. <laughs> I learned something new today, too! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um... Well, mine's not as exciting as that. Uh, I just learned that um, you're supposed to cut off the wick of a candle for a reason before you burn it every single time, because otherwise you're going to wind up with a really big flame and maybe almost catch something on fire. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, so all like, the dirt and charcoaliness.
0: Yeah, it makes the flame real big. Yeah. Almost burn the house down.
1: I've definitely. <laughs> not done that and have heard it like snap crackle and pop quite a bit. I'm oh like, yeah.
0: Hmm,
1: don't know if I should set this down. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so exciting things we learned today. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.